Hello and welcome to the Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast. Live in large, New York. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, our co-host today. Dave Anderson. And today we'll be talking about the benefits of co-location. What is the point? Yeah, why did we do that? Like we were just all getting together in a room and breathing on each other. Exactly. Wow. And sneezing <laughs> and coughing <laughs> and uh I didn't share coffee with people, like my same cup, but I don't think that was it. But like just, you know, elbow room. You gotta have elbow room. Elbow right, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was all about the collaboration. Right. right? <laughs> you know? Now we have a new focus on the breathing, but like I think that's why we did it. We did it for the collaboration. I think that and many more. We ran into a link from Inc.com where they mentioned the five benefits of working in an office and how to reclaim it with the remote team, right? Like Yeah. I like that framing of it. It was it was a good article. And we're doing a lot of thinking about like what does it look like to restart teams when we've experienced some benefits from working remotely but we really do believe in the power of co-location i gotta say dave i'll be honest i'm terrified i don't know if 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 i can bring myself back into a co-locating space but this article definitely solidified it definitely solidified you know reasons why going into the office was a good idea and we could start off right with right from the top yeah i mean like i think that's an interesting point that like it is like there's like an organizational decision that goes into it where yeah like there are benefits to the organization to bring people in but then everyone's been through a pretty traumatic experience over the past year so like that's not invalid to feel anxiety about going back in when we've been so lucky to like have this option to work remotely at this time. But like, so something that I've been doing is I've been trying to like set like little goals for myself to like push myself because I'm, I'm planning like a wedding celebration because yeah. they already had all my money <laughs> and I had to reschedule Prior. it. Yeah. Even though I'm already married now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. End of personal rant. <laughs> so I'm planning this big, party and i'm like okay that seems insane but if we trust the science it's not insane it'll be great it'll be a good time but i just have to get used to the idea about like being in the same place with people so i'm like okay like let me go hang out with a colleague so i hung out with a colleague in a park you know took the ferry into the city and hung out and i was like oh wait this is great like we're like talking so openly about things and freely and yeah, I mean, I think that's the first point, like spontaneous collaboration. Right. I imagine that, yeah, there is something that I do miss about the good old-fashioned walk and talk, right? Like the idea that you're working on a client problem on your computer, it's, you know, 3.30, you're bashing your head a little bit too hard against the wall, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go get a coffee to wake up. And who wants to come with me, right? Like, I say that out loud to myself in my room, and it's just sad. No one's here to come <laughs> with me to go and grab Gio coffee. Gio always <laughs> wants to go with you, right? Like, Gio's like, yay, coffee. He'll reach an age where he doesn't want to go get coffee with you. But. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, the idea that you get to, you know, 
chop it up, walk and talk with the colleague to talk about that particular bug. You know, you can bring someone who you're not pairing with with you to talk about this issue or anything outside of work. You can literally talk about anything. It's spontaneous. Yeah, right. It's like that was the thing that kind of struck me because like I had no intent or topic with like going to meet up with my colleague. Yeah. And so like when you said a Zoom meeting, it's like the mission is to do the thing and then get out as quickly as possible. Yes. But we were walking together. We were talking. We were having conversations about life or observations of things in our environment and maybe not talking. I mean, if you're in a Zoom and you're not talking, like, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just looking at each other in the camera. <laughs> feels that really is, tense. Right. I agree with that. Maybe silence is, you know, more appreciated in person because, you know, the context of where you are and where you're walking is important. Yeah. And then, like, we did talk about things, too. So I was like, oh, okay. like work things that, you know, we weren't thinking about, I think. And it's like, okay, like things just kind of come up and spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, for those who are still remote, we currently use the app Donut. Right. That allows you to meet people spontaneous over Zoom. That's always a good thing. I've enjoyed using that tool. I think it uses Slack to determine how many messages you send to people. And if you don't send messages to a person as often, you're more likely to get paired with that person. Oh, really? I didn't know it was that smart. I thought it was just like literally pulling a roulette. Yeah, no, because there are some people who I like, I would have normally talked to them in the office because they would be in the office, but I'm getting roulette with them. It's like, oh, yeah, like this is probably we barely chat about work things because we always chat about other things like the idea of yeah knowing how that person is doing and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like I, I've had like interactions with that where it's just all casual and fun stuff. And other ones where it's like kind of like a less structured work conversation or just like kind of like just an opportunity to be like curious about somebody else's experience in an unprompted way is kind of great because we don't often get that opportunity in our 30 minute Zoom calls or what have you. I think we've talked about this before, but like our team has like tried to empower people to join meetings early and have kind of that unstructured time. But that's still not exactly the same because you don't get like that, like entering and leaving, like because after the stand up is done, you walk back or you go to coffee or mm-hmm. I don't know. Like there's little things. Yeah, I think speaking of like using Zoom to communicate, communication is very different when you're in a co-locating space, right? And brainstorming on an idea. I find it very difficult to use Miro for this kind of stuff. And I really wish sometimes that I could just get on a whiteboard and like just use the actual physical marker and do things. Miro, like my computer goes crazy anytime I open up a Miro like sheet because <laughs> it's just so. Are you a fan? No, oh. I'm not. A, yeah, my fan looks like my laptop is like ready to lift off to the moon. Like it just, oh, it wow. just cannot take it. And like <laughs> some Miro boards that I've joined are very, very extensive. Some people are incredible in using Miro, but I really wish of using like just, you know, post-it notes and 
dry erasable markers. That's like the dream. I love, I really miss doing that. Right. I mean, they say simple tools. Like they're things that you've been using since kindergarten, basically. Yeah. <laughs> the teacher used it. You do a project or whatever. So everyone's pretty good at it. And like there are like techniques, I guess, for using those tools and like ways to structure how you're doing the collaboration that still maybe applies to Miro. But, you know, we haven't been using Miro since kindergarten. So, <laughs> like, it's a big hamper. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Collaboration. Definitely. So, I guess there's, like, two aspects of it. Like, if you want to, like, have more fluid conversation or communication and brainstorming and things like that, like, you can try to find the right tool. Like, maybe there's something that's, like, easier to use than Miro for, like, your specific thing or Google docs and have some real-time collaboration going there but i guess you could also like practice miro like i actually was thinking about this earlier today i was like oh like i never could like sat down and tried to learn miro mm. and see if there's like some keyboard shortcuts that i would use like you would use for an editor i did that for our mock-up software figma and mm -hmm. it was like a huge boon like I was enjoying using the software even more. And that's like a similar kind of thing where like maybe before you do like paper mock-ups and, you know, manipulate things like that. But, you know, if you are using a tool, it just requires more investment, I think, to to get that smooth collaboration. I got to spend some time and just like open a blank Mero board and give that a go. Or open up an existing Mero board, make a copy of it and then see what I can do. Because I'm telling you, man, like... I find myself super distracted with like the cursors moving everywhere. My laptop's about to explode. I need to zoom out, go to some other part of the Merrill page, zoom back in. I just like the whiteboard is the thing that I miss most about co-locating. Yeah. There was a point in this article too, which I think both of us got to it and we're like, wait, no, that doesn't <laughs> sit right. It's like, oh yeah, consider introducing an always on video culture. And I'm like, well, I, I kind of hate that. <laughs> but yeah. I, don't, I don't really know why. No, I mean, I think I got a couple, like, I know in the past, a lot of the times my camera is off. I don't think that it has to do with, like, bad hair day or, like, I'm in a meeting in bed. <laughs> I don't think it's anything like that. But it's, you know, in the morning, you know, I got to prep Geo for breakfast. There are often times where, like, if I'm cooking, like, I'm, Gio loves oatmeal. If I make an oatmeal and I can put the camera up right, I don't mind having the camera on to do that. Just to make sure, like, hey, I'm making oatmeal. Like, you guys see my hands are full. But, like, if I have to carry them, move them over, left to right. Like, if I had to have my camera on, it's just going to be looking at the ceiling because I'm listening to what's going on. <laughs> but I'm, like, getting Gio prepped in his chair or I'm, like, picking up things that he has on the floor, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, even I'm not really looking at the video. I think we have it on. Oh, it is on, yes. But yeah. I'm not really looking at it. And I think, like, I kind of often just look away what I'm thinking anyway. But I guess the outcome that they're trying to meet with, like, having a video on culture is, like, engagement and, like, like kind of fully committing to the meeting. So I guess if you can fully commit to the meeting while you're making oatmeal, then that's dope. Yeah. Or <laughs> if you can fully commit to the meeting while being under your covers, then that's cool, too. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like, I mean, the life calls for 100% commitment is really difficult at home. Like, that's the harsh reality. And 
you know, a lot of the, I don't want us to come out and say that, oh, we need to be co-located because like there are companies that are using that to like use micromanaging tactics. Too many of our employees are making oatmeal during meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Too many are, are taking care of their children when they should be focused on their meetings. We're right? like, that's that we don't want that. And it's, I would say, you know, if there's one thing, one of the few things that we have to, that I disagree with most is definitely the video on, you know, having this video on culture all the time. Do what feels comfortable for you. Like if you are not comfortable having the camera on for whatever reason, don't have it on. Just, you know, expect that your colleagues are doing the best and as focused as possible. And, you know, if you need to reiterate the question, then, then do so. I think another thing that this article points out, just in the realm of communication, is the technical difficulties that come up. And, you know, having the camera is one of them, I guess. But, like, you know, the famous phrase of 2020 is, can you see my screen? Like, I'm sure that we don't have to do that anymore if you're co-locating and doing a presentation in front of people. And you eliminate all that tech stuff out the window. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of, like, something that I do miss as well from being in an office like having an environment where like everything is focused and like there's kind of like a buzz around you of people getting things done like sometimes that can be a detriment like if you're near a sales team and they're like blasting a sonos you know their edm playlist or whatever to like, <laughs> yeah. get amped turn up for up. a sales yeah. call yeah turning up oh man but i like in moderation i i really do feed off of that and i i kind of miss like even when I would work from home by choice in past jobs, like before working at a place that valued being on site first, like going to a coffee shop and being around people who are like focused and amped up on caffeine with like a little bit of music in the background was pretty nice because it just kind of like provides like kind of blinders. Like I get a little distracted sometimes. and Yeah. I haven't worked at my desk for a while because it's been kind of messy. I've just been yeah. trying to find a clean spot that I can work without cleaning my desk. I mean, that previous episode that we recorded about the dev-friendly reminders, if I have a desk at a co-located space, like in an office, it'll probably be much more tidier than what I have right now. <laughs> so I think that's the benefit. You have that like social pressure. Like People are like, oh. Okay. Yo, Bobby's disgusting, bro. You see this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there have been times where I have been for sure, but you know, it's possible for individuals who may not have the luxury of a big office space at home where they could benefit having a more decent setup at their workplace. And I know that I would keep it much more tidier than I do right now. I have index cards all over the place right now i'm still trying to rip them from the last time we did the recording it's still happening bro <laughs> still, still yeah. going down but like on the flip side like being at home like you do have the opportunity to create your dream workstation that like can be your ideal happy place but it's just on on you to do that like so you don't have to struggle with like oh like i don't have enough room for a monitor or like a, you know if you need a monitor, then you can try to find a solution to get it in there and, you know, get the things that you need. Like I have I have all my podcast stuff right here. So this is great. Like, you know, I mean, I loved I loved our little podcast setup in person. That was wonderful, too. We built our environment that we needed and it worked really good. But this is like even less friction. 
Yeah, no, it's like the podcast setup is also my meeting setup and, you know, which is great. People are like, oh, man, the sound quality sounds great. Like, well, thank you. I spent a lot of, you know, time to ensure that the podcast setup was good. And then I get to use it across all my meetings, too, which is nice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Here's a controversial one. Uh Oh, hit it. The benefit of co-locating in an office. Mm-hmm. was the commute oh boy not the oh man this person who wrote this article you know definitely biased i think they mentioned that they lived 15 minutes away from the office and also mentions that the average commute time in america is 26 minutes mm. but understand that my commute time before i was commuting in the bronx was an hour and a half yeah (laughs) which is insane oh man that's way too high that is like more commute more problems more stress like all that three hours a day for commuting 15 hours a week of just commuting time like you could complete several college lectures during the Mm -hmm. time period (laughs) i mean and that's the thing like the benefit that this person talks about is like oh you can listen to podcasts and audiobooks and believe me i had a whole lot of things to listen to (laughs) i was listening to all sorts of podcasts so informed now i just listen to maybe two right but the idea of using your commute time to you know ramp up and ramp down work is a really really interesting thing for sure i mean i want to have as long so let's not even use that as an example right but like you use 26 minutes and as you're entering into like the workplace right that's going to be a mindset shift right you're thinking about okay on your commute in like oh i have to work on x y and z you know and you prep for that you get to the office and then you start to work and then when you leave, you have those 26 minutes to say, okay, I'm going home now. Like, I'm resting. I need to leave. Yeah, what am I going to eat for dinner? Yeah, it's a forcing function for having a routine and, like, a space, a buffer that, like, you can kind of, like, meditate on what's coming up or, like, you know, unpack or clear your head, get amped up. Yeah. Or wind down, right? Like, if you're on your way home, you know, you know, you're about to, I used to have to, you know, do my commute in and like right in front of my door, like jump five times really high. Cause like I needed to have energy for my two year old. Like <laughs> I can't come in and just be like, Hey, sup little guy, like get away from me. I have to like, get ready to do that. And yeah, you're just getting ant up all day, like all yeah. <laughs> All day. The whole time. I mean, like right now, though, like with no commute, like I just step out the door and like it just happens immediately, which is like, I'm just like, whoa, okay, we're home now. And like I have to do it. Like I don't get a chance to like mentally think of ramping up and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe if you climb out the window and then like (laughs) you could like get like one of those fire ladders to climb out the window go for yeah. a walk around the block and then like open the door and then be like okay <laughs> ready to go let's tackle the world kid let's do it <laughs> i mean one of the things i've been doing to emulate commute time is you know like to i guess i don't want to call it nail in the coffin but like to close the book on the workday is like going out for a walk and i think you mentioned that before dave about like you know commute was like routine that was forced upon you rather and it's just like, okay, I'm done with work. Let's go outside. And like, that's something that we've been doing. It's nice out. 
or it's been nice out really hot as of late. But whatever temperature that you may have, like as long as you're comfortable walking in that temperature, that weather, <laughs> then you should just go out and have some kind of routine to help you like, you know, separate what is work and what is home because all of this has been bleeding in and out and you know sometimes geo is in my meetings and like that's things <laughs> that just happen but you know when you're co-locating i'm not expected to bring geo to the workplace although our people will have a lot of fun i think if i did that yeah i feel like it'd be good for geo's resume too <laughs> yeah that kid needs to start working <laughs> maybe against some laws i guess but maybe good for his resume <laughs> oh man but yeah, I think, you know, there are some benefits to coming into the office. I mean, I'm interested in seeing what the industry does. You know, there might be this hybrid, you know, two days a week thing. I know that's been a discussion with my team or like just coming in on major, major related events like brainstorming or like major meetings, if you will, like to have the organization over like would be cool. But like for our team, we were thinking like two days a week or just big events we would call it an event so we can schedule and make sure whether people can make it or yeah i like the idea of like kind of having like a retreat kind of mentality to it where on a periodic basis like i feel like building the relationships and like getting that frictionless communication and like getting to know people on like a level that like zoom and donut are a little bit more challenging with like just doing that on a periodic basis even if it's like just once a month for like a couple of days in a row mm -hmm. just to like get a feel for everything and renew those like bonds so that way like you have that on-site energy like renewing all of your remote collaboration that you're doing right and i think like you know whatever your team decides to do should be done like in a working agreement where everyone agrees to the times that people should come in and agree to what events would call people to, you know, jump on that commute and that ride down. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I guess like the benefit of like coming into work every day as a working agreement is that it's really simple. Yeah. If you don't really <laughs> think about it. Like, yeah, it's like it's good, but it kind of sucks. But like, you know, it's simple. Like you don't really got to like think about it too much. There's not a lot of wiggle room in it. But like if you're being intentional about designing like a way to be hybrid and balance these things, then it becomes complex. It kind of balanced by like every single aspect of other people's lives and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? In three months you may hear everyone's just working remotely for the rest of their lives. Like that's going to, it's just so crazy. Everything's up in the air right now trying to figure this out. And I hope that people who are listening will come to the agreement that best fits their lifestyle right now, given this pretty traumatic experience of having us locked in our, in a room for some time. Follow us now on Twitter at radio free rabbit. So we can keep the conversation going like what you hear. Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.